Thank you for joining me for your MMA scoop. This is Ray Zomopata I think we're live. Sometimes I get a little lag with the recording, but this one's for sure on. We're here. Ray Zomopata Soup, episode 18. I had to just verify that because you know what? We are really pushing through. I just started this show about a month and a half ago, and we're already 18 episodes in. And I got my first uh, coming back guest, if you will, uh, or what is it? What would that be? Second time around? You're not a debut, so what is it? You're a veteran? Are you a veteran now, Juice? I'm a raise. I'm a plastic vet. Dang, son. He's a vet. Well... You guys already know the man, Jews, Fighting With Myself podcast. We had to bring it to you guys again for this very special Thanksgiving episode of Ray's Omoplata Soup. Man, Thanksgiving snuck right up on us, didn't it, Juice? Yes, the hell it did. And it sucks for me. I, I'm literally, like, I'm in a sales job, and every month is like, you you work until the end of the month. And it just hit me this week. I was like, shit, this is fucking Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. And apparently Thanksgiving is late this year. Um, I didn't even realize that until I was talking about it with Ashley, the MMA nerd, last week on the podcast. That uh, usually Thanksgiving falls in the third week of November. But this time it's in the last week. So I don't know what's going on there. Something with... Fourth Thursday of the month. Right. It's, you said it's the fourth Thursday of the month? Yeah. I don't know. Is it? No, I thought it was the third. Is that the yeah. Mandela effect? Like, like in the 20s somewhere. Man, somebody needs to verify this because I might have been given bad information my entire life. But anyways, tomorrow's Turkey Day. And we're going to eat some food. Juice, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? You know what? My favorite Thanksgiving food, I like a nice green bean casserole. Mm. I like the green beans with the cream of mushroom soup, mm. crispy fried on top, and mixed in. You can have it both ways. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like a good stuffing, too. Like stuffing. You know, the stuffing, it, it has to be really good because you can definitely butcher some stuffing. I've had some butchered stuffing before, and it's not good. Yeah, my wife makes one with, like, uh, she found a recipe years ago that we use every year. She puts, like, green apples in it and, like, mushrooms. I'm like, mm, damn, girl, it's good. Oh, she, she put her foot in it. That's what black folks say. She put her foot in it. Yeah, she put a foot in it. <laughs> I don't know where that saying come from, because, you know, if somebody put their foot in my food, bro, we fighting. That's it. End of story. Yeah, uh, I, just did, I, I thought of her being like the grape lady. Remember that video with the grape stopping lady and she fell oh, off? the. Oh, yeah. That's a throwback, Juice. Yeah, it is a throwback. That's like the beginning we, of Internet. We make it from the very dawn of time. Yeah, we uh, we making crockpots. I just imagine her like with the crockpot, just putting the foot in the crockpot. Right. Yeah, that's wild, man. Oh, 
Anyways, uh, man, I think uh, my favorite fruit, I, I definitely have a lot of respect for the green bean casserole. Don't get it twisted. But, man, mac and cheese, it definitely saves the day no matter what. Because you can mess up some green bean casserole. You can mess up some dressing. But as long as the mac and cheese is on point, the whole dish is saved. Yes, dude. I saw this tweet the other day where someone was like, Mac and cheese is not a Thanksgiving food. I was like, the hell it is. Get out of here. I don't know if there's any other time that's more appropriate for that food. And and to add to your point about it being like the most sort of like reliable, um, I was about to say mashed potatoes. Mm. If you do mashed potatoes right, man, it's so underrated. Like that can just be the restaurant. Yes, you're right. I feel like it's hard to mess up mashed potatoes, man. Like, if you mess up mashed potatoes, you there was something very wrong that went in when you were cooking that. Because, I mean, all you really need is a little salt, pepper, butter. Well, I mean, unless there's something else I'm missing. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you put a little cream. Just depends on how you, if you want to make it fluffy. Mm. Sometimes you put garlic. Are you a uh, a fan of the cuisines, or are you a cooking guy, Juice? Um, I am, I am, because you know I was uh, I was raised vegetarian, and then I became vegan a few mm. years ago. Now I'm back and forth. I eat both ways, but um, when you are like eating like a plant based um, diet, you got to get real creative. So I'm definitely a fan. Right. No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, all right. So what's the worst food? I know there's not a lot to choose from, but what's that one food that you're definitely like, I am not putting that on my plate? You know what? It used to be glazed carrots. Mm. It is. I feel like like when I was a kid, my mom used to make these glazed carrots and I'd be like, yes, they were so good. I used to look forward to them. And then I used to hate Brussels sprouts. Mm. I realized Brussels sprouts are underrated. I mm. like sprout. You make it with some like blue cheese, maybe some pecans, kind of seared, little pan roasted Brussels sprouts. That's good. Glazed carrots, done. Yo, low key, the Brussels sprouts. I don't know, bro. That sounded pretty disgusting. But I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> that whole time, I'm sitting here with my stank face on, just trying to figure it out. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I, I This was a tough one for me. I'd have to go with, you know, whatever kind of salad is there at the Thanksgiving feast. I'm not putting it on my plate, dude. I don't have room for it. It's that simple. I got room. I got room for everything else but the salad. I don't need it. I'm here for everything else. That's the truth. Salad is what you have while you're waiting for the other food to cook. If shit is already ready by the time I sit down, I'm not eating the salad. Right. I'm definitely not eating the salad. You can leave that at home. What are you most thankful for this year, Juice? You know what? I am thankful um that people like you support my show 
and uh, that I get to do it. This is the first year I'm doing it. You know, I started back in uh, like April of this year, basically. So I'm thankful that um, the MMA Twitter community has supported me, allowed me to kind of continue this dream. Um, yeah. And I'm thankful for a lot of things. Thankful for my wife. Thankful mm-hmm. to have dodged cancer again. Um, there's a lot to be thankful for. But uh, right now, since we're recording this show, I feel in some way I did. I don't want to take credit, but I feel like in some way I did sort of inspire you a little bit to do this. So the fact that I'm recording with you, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, no, 100 percent. 100 percent. I have actually I think we talked about this the first time you're on the podcast. You're definitely an inspiration to myself and I'm sure many other guys that are just uh, kicking their getting off their ground running with their podcasts and whatnot. Um, And I, too, am thankful for anyone listening to this. But I think if I had to say what I was be most thankful for, man, is that this has been a very progressive year for me. And I'm thankful that I still have the health to keep. You know, providing for my family, uh, my three-year-old son, and my sleeping wife, or soon-to-be whateverness, and uh, it's it's just all good, man. 2019 has been really good for me. So. Amen to that. Absolutely, and uh, there are a lot of people who didn't have uh, so good 2019. So uh, I always like to say to those people, man, just keep moving your feet. Keep moving your feet and uh, don't stay still. Uh, keep keep rocking. But anyways, this is an MMA podcast. I know we're 10 minutes deep and we've been talking about food and the holidays and whatnot. But uh, we're still on a two, three week hiatus. There is no UFC for another two weeks. And I just got to give you guys the fight announcements that we have had. Since, you know, there aren't really any fights. Uh, real quick, what do you think of this fight? Dan Hooker versus Paul Felder. Bro, I'm so excited for this fight, dude. I can't, I, I can't even think like, and it sucks because I'm a big fan of both guys. And my good friend Leo, um, who I just had on my last episode of my podcast, he basically admitted that Dan Hooker is his favorite fighter. But mm. Paul Felder is uh, always going to be one of my favorite fighters. 100%. Like on the show, you know, because not only is he a fucking gentleman and like really classy and, and intelligent, great commentator, he, and, and an amazing fighter as well, he has a degree in acting like myself. So I feel like we got to fucking look out for each other. Absolutely. No, that's 100 percent. Dan Hooker is definitely someone who. How can I say this in a nice way? I mean, actually, I don't think I can say it in a nice way. I'm sorry if this sounds horrible when it comes out of my mouth. Dan Hooker is someone who might be riding the coattails of his training partner, Israel Adesanya, as far as this uh, reach to superstardom that he's on. Um I don't know if he would be getting the fights that he has gotten without the help of, you know, like I said, Israel Adesanya. Kind of like, you know, the way, uh, what's his name? Artem Lobov was getting help from Conor McGregor. 
Yeah, but I think Dan Hooker was in the UFC before Izzy. Yes, that is true. Um, but he never really had the the story. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I I so I actually just recently watched the Tito versus Chuck 30 for 30 on ESPN Plus. It's a great uh great watch if anyone who who's listening to this hasn't checked it out. You should definitely check it out. With that being said, one thing that Dana White said he looks for in a fighter is their their story, like their ability to uh, sell a story when they're creating fights and whatnot. And naturally now, because of Israel Adesanya, Dan Hooker has a more better story, in my opinion. You could be right. I mean, I think there's more to it than that. Uh, like, I think he has good call-outs. He's good on the mic. Like... Uh, when he fucking stopped Gilbert Burns, first of all, that was an amazing performance. And people didn't think Gilbert Burns was like hot shit yet because he hadn't been taking like short notice fights in 170. And like everyone's now like in love with Gilbert Burns. Um, Dan Hooker stopped him and he gets on the mic and he's like, Dinah, Sean Shelby, I need a top 15 opponent. You're getting these boys hurt or like something like that. It was like, dude, it was amazing. <laughs> that does actually sound really good. Um, I think it's also helped that, like you said, he has put up, put together a nice streak. Uh, Ross Pearson, Mark DeCasey, Jim Miller, Gilbert Burns. That's a nice, uh, some nice wins before he lost to Edson Barbosa. And then, yeah. uh, of course, he's knocked out James Vick who oh, so happy to see whenever he gets knocked out. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because he's the lightweight Luke Rockhold. Yes. And, and, and now, now... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I was uh, I was cage-side for that um, Jim Miller knockout for Dan Hooker. I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. Holy shit, dude. That was great. Oh, yeah. No, Dan Hooker's definitely nasty. He's definitely nasty. With that being said, is he nasty? Is he Paul Felder nasty? Because I don't know. I don't Felder, think so. Nasty. You know, as you, as we're talking about this, I'm, I'm finding it very hard to predict. I, I, th- I think it's going to be a war. Um, I think if any guy makes a mistake, they're done. And I think they know that. I'm hoping they play. I'm just remembering when that Jim Miller knockout that I talked about in Atlantic City, Paul Felder was on the mic and, and interviewed him. And uh, and fucking Dan Hooker was like, I've been searching for a top 15 opponent, and I just happen to be standing across from a top 15 opponent and just kind of like doesn't even look at him. And I was like, dude, this is gangster as fuck. And then Paul Felder was like, you know, I've been looking for someone with the balls to actually call me out. So, yeah, yeah, let's do this or whatever. And then later, it, like, didn't make sense for the rankings or whatever. But I think they're going to use that. I, I think I, I think that's a good promo. Yeah, no, 100%. You know, that's something I hadn't paid attention to. And that's why I'm glad I have your brains on this podcast. Let's do you this. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, another fight that got announced was Josh Emmett. 
is going to be fighting Arnold Allen. Now, this is a fight that when at first, when I first caught wind of it, I didn't know what to think. I was like, okay, whatever. But the more I've kind of marinated on it, uh, the more it's gotten me hyped. What do you think about this matchup, Juice? Yeah, I'm very hyped for it as well. Um, it's going to be, I think, one of those uh, sleeper fights of the card. Not many people are going to be that hyped for it, but then it ends up winning potentially fight of the night or maybe a performance bonus for one of them to get a nice stoppage. I mean, Arnold Allen might be the most underrated British fighter. I mean, everyone's high on like Darren Till, of course, Molly McCann, um, you know, and a few others. But and Leon Edwards, of course, is making waves in uh, welterweight. Um, but uh, Arnold Allen is probably one of the most well-rounded in that division. Um, he's so good everywhere. I mean, he boxed up Gilbert Melendez, mm-hmm. and that I think it was like a ninja choke that he got when he was just getting kind of taken down by Mads Brunel. I think it was Mads Brunel, and he he got that ninja choke. Dude, I fucking love Arnold Allen on the mic when he's like, "Oh, my dad takes steroids." Yeah, fucking no, he is funny. the man. He's definitely the man. He's put together a nice uh, string of wins, uh, getting some really tough opponents. And Mads Brunel, like you said, is no joke. He's he's a pretty awesome grappler in his own right. So uh, to get that front choke on him was pretty awesome. Uh, Josh Emmett, of course, he's known for his knockout power. I don't know if uh, he's going to be able to win the boxing exchanges with the more crafty Allen. So that one will be interesting. I can see Emmett having a lot of success on the feet because I'm just thinking about it. I remember when I first started this pod, my my podcast, my first episode was I recorded right after UFC Philadelphia when he knocked out Michael Johnson. Mm. And that was like one of the first, like I remember tweeting the night of the fight um, something to do something to do with that fight, and that was like one of my first tweets, like mm. literally when I first started my account. And uh, I'm I'm remembering how Michael Johnson was winning the exchanges, but Emil wasn't looking too bad. It was just like p- a pretty clear win for Michael Johnson. And then jo- Josh Emmett found an opening and just landed a big bomb and put Michael Johnson to sleep. So um, yeah. Arnold. Better than that, but more defensive. But you can never count him out. I mean, uh, and I think Michael Johnson's probably a better boxer than Arnold Allen. Um, that's just me personally. So this is a fun fight. It's got a lot to it. You know, like like you said, they can both grapple, mm-hmm. both strike. So I think it'll be fun. Absolutely. Um, speaking of grappling, did you see that video of that chick that was grappling with that dude in the room? Uh, she got she so. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Have you? Yes. Yes, I have. Robin Black did a breakdown. I actually saw it before then. I think it was, um, I think it was actually uh, Tiny MMA Kylie, or whatever, a friend of your show, who was on mm-hmm. a few episodes ago, mm-hmm. um, that first posted that I saw. And then I saw Robin Black break it down later. Dude, she strangled the fuck out of that dude. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. He like, underestimated uh, her from the beginning. You could tell that uh, when they first clinched up, he knew instantly that 
she was um she had the leverage not necessarily she was strong but i guess he exactly. she felt strong to him but you know from someone who's educated you know that it's just leverage right um yeah. and she was <laughs> man she hit that duck under she kind of got his back a little bit they went to the knees and then she um he was reaching behind his his back which you never really want to do in a wrestling slash grappling exchange um but then she they kind of stood up and so all she had to do was snap him back down uh <laughs> and from there she violently snuck in a rear naked choke and hook got the hooks in and uh eventually got the tap but uh the reason i had to say all that was because some guys on twitter have been saying that she only won because he wasn't going full strength what do you think about that argument juice stop dude these are the same fucking people that think Henry Cejudo would beat Amanda Nunes just because he's a dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what we're dealing with, Ray. Uh, that, to me, I mean, this maybe unrelated. Maybe there's some people that, that don't agree with either of those. But, dude, the fucking... She... She was dominating him. He was, he was trying... With every ounce he had to get out of that, there's no, oh, he wasn't going full force, dude. It's about someone who's trained versus someone who's not. Yep. Yep. It's that simple. I <clears throat> I was that guy. I've been that guy. About seven, eight years ago, I would have definitely been that guy on the keyboard. You know, so I I almost understand where they're coming from. But now that I've been someone who's trained for the last five years. I know because I have been choked by females who were 40, 50 pounds lighter than me. Um, and it's not a very pleasant feeling, but it's, it's a very humbling experience. I feel like anyone who thinks that they can't be choked by a woman should definitely go try out a little jujitsu because it will happen um, and it will surprise you. 100%. I actually, I haven't taken a lot of jujitsu, but the last class that I took, um, I rolled with a brown belt. And like, I'm technically not even a white belt, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, a guy taking a class. And I could tell he wasn't going full force. And I was going like full force. Mm-hmm. And he kind of toyed with me. Mm-hmm. Like there's yep. levels to shit. It really That's is with that girl. It really is, and that she probably only has like I'd probably give her about a year, maybe two years of of training experience. She looked like she knew what she was doing. Uh, she was in control the whole time. But man, uh, you guys out there sleeping on that jujitsu? Everyone needs to get you some uh, juice. Yeah. We've I already done. When uh, Robin Black did his breakdown, he tagged her. So, yeah. Uh, definitely on the playing scene, I feel. Yeah, I don't know what her Twitter is, but uh, I know she didn't have a lot of followers. It didn't look like she was extremely active on Twitter. Um, but she wanted to go ahead and let everyone know that that was just a friendly little grappling exchange that they had, and uh, there was no beef. So everyone's uh, walked away happy. 
But, uh, man, we've already done 20 minutes, 23 minutes to be exact. Is there anything else you want to leave for the people, Juice? Just uh, just spread some love, man. This, uh, this community can become very toxic at times. And uh, ever since the Anaya Blanchard news, and I know we said we weren't going to talk about it, Ray, but I just want to say since since that whole thing going down, I just I just want to make it make a strong effort to be more positive and and just more loving because things can happen on a dime. So uh, anyone listening to this, I love you and Ray loves you. That is true. Uh, and I want to go ahead and notate that. Uh... The only reason we weren't going to talk about the Anaya Blanchard case is because, you know, this is a holiday episode, but I will be covering that in detail with uh, Donnie, Donnie Rocket. You guys love him on the podcast. Uh, He'll come on. He's been, you know, covering that pretty extensively on his account, um, and he can kind of give us a little bit of insight. But as you said, you guys definitely be safe out there. I know I'm traveling for the holidays tomorrow. Uh, and it's going to be a little bit uh, wintry here in the Midwest. So everyone be safe. Uh, Juice, my man, thank you. You're absolutely welcome, Ray. Yes, sir.